are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everyone. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. We're going to be light tonight, just the three of us. Uh, Nate uh, is not able to make it, so it's me, Pork, and Chev holding it down. How's everybody doing tonight? Uh, Doing better. Uh, Obviously, last week I wasn't here. Dislocated my kneecap at work last week, so uh, I was on IR. I'm just now on the pup, so I can can attend practice. But... uh, bitching for a whole week <laughs> shut your mouth bro i want to see you freaking writhe in pain and have them relocate your kneecap in place with no meds right i still watch football so right i'm happy, I'm, happy. happy. I'm actually for real for real, i'm happy to be back with you guys I, I was struggling last week so missed my boy chef and mike and wish to see nate today but i know he's doing this thing well, Pork, thank you for being for real, for real, and not for fake, for fake. And also joining us, we got Chevin Nooney. How's it going, Chev? White. Oh, it's doing good. Word on the street is Pork still delivered the water, even though he dislocated his kneecap. So he's got that fight, and he's got that hip strength to get him through. So that's awesome. Right. He's got that middle-aged man strength. That's what he got. Yeah, I do. Oh, I wonder what they did with that water, actually. It was still on the cart <laughs> with, with my kneecap. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. I don't know what the hell happened. But uh you should probably find hey. out about that. But um the prayers up the water. Care. Uh glad that Pork's back at somewhat full strength. Um he is questionable for this week, but it looks like he's gonna make it. Um hopefully week six was good to you. Uh depending on the league I'm in, was either good or not so good, you know, pretty bad right. for <laughs> a lot of them for the most part. Now the master of 0-6, but uh, moving on, get into some notes here. So Zacherts finally gets traded. Also, a report came out. It looks like uh, earlier in the offseason, Zacherts was rumored to be headed to Buffalo. Uh, But Howie Roseman pulled that back because he thought he was going to be able to get Deshaun Watson from Houston. Dallas Goddard would have been a part of that trade. Just I always love hearing about like all these what if possibilities after the fact. I know I just I like to see how things work behind the scenes. Um, but anyway, should Zach Ertz managers be looking to trade him as well, or should they hold on? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm holding, obviously, because I don't know what his value is. I would say it would be a mistake to trade him until you see what he does to see what his value actually is. Chev, I think you would probably. Maybe be able to tell us how he'd fit in a little bit better in Arizona. I don't know as much about Arizona's offense. You see him every week. What do you think? Yes, I mean, Max Williams even had a, a nice little stat line with the Cardinals. So I think he definitely will fit in pretty well. I mean, he's not going to be the main guy like he used to be in Philly. There's going to be a lot more pieces around him now. So I'm not going to see him probably do like six for 120 and a touchdown or anything like that. Uh, but I think he'll definitely be – eight to 12 point range most weeks, especially with all the weapons around them. Like there's so many more pieces that will uh, be able to take the coverage away from them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Philbert, but also this could be the time to sell them. I mean, 
who knows? I would definitely wait. Uh, I would definitely watch him in that offense. I think he's going to be really nice for Kyler as well. So it should be – it's going to be fun. I, I look forward to watching the game next week for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to do really well uh, now that he has a quarterback with actual NFL arm strength uh, that'll be able to get him to the ball accurately. I think he's going to do just fine. Uh, speaking of tight ends, O.J. Howard shows life on Thursday night. I did actually start him in one spot as well. Is this a one-time thing, or is he someone we can rely on going forward? I think it's he's startable as long as Gronk's out. Mm-hmm. I think we could agree on that, right? When Gronk comes back, it's going to be his show. We even did see Cameron Break getting a few targets on Thursday night as well. So, um, yeah. you know, Tom Brady's not afraid to spread the ball around. We know that. But Gronk's going to be the main tight end to go to there. Um, I'd be interested to see what they do. Like, Godwin only got five targets evans only got four targets is do you think oj howard's going to get seven targets every single game there's no way no i don't i don't think, I don't so. think so but either i think the biggest thing was they were made some of those targets were manufactured targets like they were trying to get him the ball which they is a were. good thing to see yeah because i mean when he was coming out obviously he was a first round pick and he was one of the talented tight ends coming out that draft and they had to use the speed but i think it was had to be something like mental going on with them uh, he got the skills. Injuries, man. He's been hit with the injury bug a that lot. as well, yeah. Yeah, it was nice to see him get those screens, though. They were actually mm-hmm. getting plays for him, and, I mean, he mm-hmm. was doing some damage. He's hard to take down. Yeah. So, And Mike like does it. have a point, too, because maybe they might be trying to move him because they oh. were trying to um, – they was thinking about it last year, and they just didn't move him last year for whatever reason because, obviously, Bruce Aarons hates people, and he just benched them or whatever, but – uh. Let's see how that gone. goes. What's he gonna do with his life? <laughs> yeah, nothing. Go to Garrett's house. <laughs> Beat him up. <laughs> All right. So Christian McCaffrey was placed on IR. Man, this dude. <sighs> this is a good question that uh, Bobbert put on the show sheet. Is he still the dynasty running back one? What are we doing with him going forward? I mean, if you're really frustrated, you could try to move him. But is he the dynasty running back one? I mean, right now, I think I'd probably rather have like Dalvin Cook over him. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley's been hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Chev, is he your running back one? Yes or no? And real quick, if he's not, who's your running back one? I'm going to go with no. I mean, to be okay. the running back one, you got to be able to be on the field. You got to get those points. If you're sitting on the sideline eating chips and, and crackers over there, hanging out with your friends, like that's not going to get you points. It's not going to help me out. So, I mean – it's nice to watch Derrick Henry run the football, man. I have him on my Scott Fishbowl, and oh my gosh, this guy just carries me to over 200 points like every single week. So it's hard for me to go with anybody else other than Derrick Henry. The way he's playing right now and the amount of carries he's actually getting. He's even getting some some targets now too. So, yes. man, he, he is a deadly guy. I have not want to be one-on-one shotgun alley against this guy. I saw it last night, and that was – Probably about what would happen to me. Maybe a little worse. Yeah, Josh yeah. Norman fared better than I would have. <laughs> Freaking flu. Yeah. All right. So I think we could all agree. Pork, you could agree. CMC is not the consensus dynasty. Yeah. Running back one. It's, I, it's, I agree it's with you. I, because... I think it's Derrick Henry until it's not. And he's yeah. done nothing when... to show us that it's not him. Right. And it's, and it's tough because when he's on the field, he's electric. But obviously, you need to be on the field to give us fancy points. And that's just the, the biggest thing. I love after <laughs> Derrick Henry, it's like, okay, there's no reason why this guy is getting drafted after 
these other top five guys. He puts up numbers every year, and now they actually kind of sort of throwing him the ball, so he's getting like a little bit of PPR sprinkled in from time to time. But it's 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 almost new doubt. I think it's between him and uh, and Dalvin for the most part. Dalvin had 29 carries. He does have a little bit of injury bug, but he's not, you know, being out for long periods of time. So, and he still looked good after coming back from injury, 29 carries over hundred yards and a touchdown. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. If Najee is going to keep getting seven, five targets, uh, right. he's going to be up there in my conversation too. Cause I mean, he's also getting 24, 23, 15 attempts rushing the football. So if he's going to get mm. that kind of run, he could put up some CMC numbers. I mean, if he's catching all those passes, shoot. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, once Aaron yeah. Rodgers is there next year. That's exactly oh. where he's going to. I think right. I think you got a point there, Mike. I think that's where he's going to go. Possible. So a question from Steve Ryers. Ryers, hopefully I'm saying your last name right. Sorry, Steve. Uh, with Chubb already ruled out for Thursday night's game, Kareem Hunt is hitting the IR. Are Dimitri Felton or Ernest Johnson worth a pickup and play? It's it's week seven, bye week, bye again, as they call it. Yeah, and I actually have uh, right here uh, your bye weeks for week seven, Buffalo, Dallas, Jacksonville, the Chargers, and Minnesota, which I was going through everything tonight. One thing I recommend is start setting your lineups on Tuesdays so you can see where <laughs> your holes are so you can get all your waiver claims in. I did not realize how much Josh Allen and Justin Herbert I have. Like, mm-hmm everywhere and then i always like to look a week ahead so next week as well as baltimore and the raiders that's what we have mm-hmm. so yeah um i mean there's going to be places where you might have to put in to ernest johnson and you might have to put in Demetric felton they you could just, be your running back twos this week literally you might have to go two, pick running up. back one they could be yeah <laughs> it could be yeah i mean with nick right. chubb going down that really messed up all my plans for week seven i had mm-hmm. it planned pretty well around other leagues, but with Nick Chubb going down. Yeah. I mean, those guys are definitely valuable assets. I don't, I just don't know about that offense. You got Baker Mayfield going down with shoulder injury. Are they going to be running the football? If they're going to be passing it, if they're passing it, I want Felton. If they're going to be running it a lot, I want uh, the earnest. Like, I just don't know what to think about that offense right now with everybody being injured. Yeah. I'm probably of the two. I think I would lean more or less to earnest. I feel like he's mm-hmm. going to get the, the majority of the carries. But uh, right now, there might be time where you're just looking, hey, you have a pulse, you're in uniform. Here you go. You go out there. Pork, this next one I'm giving you here with Chris Carson. This is also from Steve. With Chris Carson placed on the injured reserve, Alex Collins could miss week seven with a hip injury. I haven't heard any updates on that. Um, are any of the Seattle backups worth a grab? You got DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, or the firmers. Former first-rounder Rashad Penny set to be activated off IR. Pete Carroll said he's full speed, ready to go. Uh, to tell you the truth, <laughs> to tell you the truth, so. probably no. Seeing that, I think seeing that Pete Carroll is a habitual liar, um, Rashad Penny is probably not ready to go. He's probably going to get hurt again he's if gonna he retire. plays during the game. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's sad because, I mean, they made him a first-round pick. They made him look like he's buns, like he's, he's literal buns, like he's not good at all. Um but if you have to, I would say maybe Travis Homer. He he gives you like a little bit of like upside. He can catch the ball. Um, he's a little explosive. He kind of reminds me of like when Philip Lindsay first came out and did well for the Broncos. Um, he can catch the ball, run. He can run in between the tackles and do that stuff. But you also got Geno Smith. 
that's not going to work out well for you. Um, it seemed like when they were down, they relied a lot on Alex Smith running inside the tackles. Uh, and then Alex, after Alex that Smith. stopped, yeah. After, Alex, after, Smith. After, Alex Smith ain't running anywhere. Was, you know what I mean, Alex Collins. <laughs> well, he can run now before he couldn't. His freaking knee was freaking mangled. Yeah. But Alex Collins was he was not it. I mean, after after he got beat up throughout the the second half, he couldn't do nothing. So, you know how much we love DJ Dallas. Maybe this is his time to shine. You got to maybe throw him out there and and make something work. He does have some of that uh, that uh, receiving upside as well too. So, yeah. I will say in that order: DJ Dallas, uh, Homer, and then Penny. I will say this: I'm going to be more a little more confident if. I'm filling out a DFS lineup and these are the last guys I'm putting in my flex. Like I only have $200 left and I'm throwing one of these guys in hoping for something. I'm going to feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, Chev, I'm going to go to you for this next one. The pork. I want you to take the one after that. So Chev, Daryl Williams does well in place of Clyde Edwards O'Leary. Mm. Should this be concerning for CEH managers? I would say so. Um, I mean, if you have a guy that is going to be consistently doing what Williams did this last week, I would keep playing him. I know CEH may have the draft capital, blah, 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 and, and whatnot, but I, I think it has to be concerning. I have CEH in the league. We're all in together, and I'm a little concerned because if he doesn't mm-hmm. come back, I ain't got no running backs. <laughs> Chubb's hurt. Everybody else is hurt. So, uh, But, yeah, I would be a little bit concerned uh, with the way Williams is playing. I know we talked about this last week. seems like Andy Reid is a guy that is going to be loyal to his players. So CH probably will get some run when he gets back. But if Williams plays the way he has the next two games, I don't see him being taken out of that role. All right. Pork, your nemesis, Antonio Gibson, may miss time with a shin injury. Jared Patterson worth a grab. This is the Dynasty Rewind, so you probably already have Jared Patterson rostered somewhere. Mm -hmm. But if not, uh, or is McKissick the one to trust here? Do we have concerns with Gibby long-term? All right, so I'll answer the first question. Uh, I think it's McKissick. Um, they obviously like him a lot. He had a lot of touches last week, and he produced. Looked really well. I'm not sure who they're playing this week, but I don't think it really matters. Uh, they like to throw the ball to their backs. So he, if you're in a, a full-point PPR league, you're going to get all those points plus the yards. And he, not too much touchdown upside. I think that's where Jared Patterson may come in in red zone and probably try to knock it in. Um, with Antonio Gibson for the future, to tell you the truth, I'm not really sure. It's a lot of injury stuff, like small stuff. Like this one's a shin. I think before that was a toe, and I think maybe before that was a shoulder. So it's a lot of stuff that's piling up. And seeing that he's a second-year running back, a lot of people wanted to, you know, crown him the next great thing and right now i don't think i think they knew that he could not take all of that workload last year that's why they gave mckissick all them touches so um you know me i really wasn't the biggest fan so i don't really have that many shares he knows but if you can i would think about maybe selling but that's just my personal opinion i know a lot of people love his talent but i would me personally i would sell him now while you can because it's a lot of a lot of injuries just piling up, and that stuff doesn't don't bode well with me. Okay. I did a trade that involved Antonio Gibson. This was a little bit ago. I want a thumbs up or thumbs down. Tell me what you guys think. I gave up Antonio Gibson, and I got Jamar Chase. Yeah, it's good. Di- it's Dynasty. Money. Money. Yeah. Yeah. 
I figure I'm always going to take the wide receiver over the running back. You know right. what I mean? uh, that was with Shane Manila. He's looking to win this year, so I understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. And it was after the whole Jamar Chase, I, I can't catch this ball. I thing. can't catch, uh, right. Yeah. Jesus. Well, guess what? As it turns he out, can he can. he's actually pretty good at it, too. Chef, you're going to mm-hmm. take the next one for me here. Calvin Ridley is set to return after a two-week absence from the team. Any concerns with his lack of production thus far this season? Yeah, first things first, I hope everything's going okay with him. I mean, we obviously don't know what's going on, but, I mean, if you're not going to travel with the team and go play and that's your job, like – there's obviously something pretty serious, so hopefully everything's okay with him. Uh, I'm not really too concerned with him, though. I mean, he's getting 8, 10, 11, 13 targets. I mean, they're not connecting all the time, but if I can get a player that's going to get that many targets, that's what Allen Robinson should be getting, right? But he's mm-hmm. not getting that. He's not getting that productivity. He's not getting anything thrown his way like that, like he has seen in the past. So I think I think – in the end, targets are going to win out. I mean, he hasn't had a game under 10 points this season so far, so I think you just got to keep riding it out. I think he has the best chemistry with Matt Ryan as well since he's been there the longest too. So I know Kyle Pitts did really well last week, but I think I think there's room for both. They really don't have a run game other than Cordero Patterson, so we'll see what happens there, but I'm not too worried about him. Yeah, sorry, everybody. Mike Davis is apparently not happening. He's not, <laughs> Definitely not. It's not going to happen. And you know what? Everybody, everyone was wrong about that. We were all like, it's going to be Mike Davis or no one else. We were all wrong. Who, tell me anyone that said it's going to be Patterson. Nobody knew it was Patterson. Nobody everybody knew. put Patterson Everybody Arthur, put Patterson yeah. in this role prior, and he did nothing. Arthur now Smith knew it was going to be, it was going to be Patterson. Uh, Where's Todd Gurley? Gurley? He's done. <laughs> He's done, man. He's toast. He was, he's probably been the fastest rise to top top two to players in the NFL and then just pew. Rich is the Reds. He's like working at the Piggly Wiggly. Straight you know submarine what I mode. And that, that Super Bowl, like the run that the Rams had to the Super Bowl, remember they had C.J. Anderson plowing over everybody? Cooking. <laughs> but when Todd Gurley played, when McVay actually played him, he was good. You know what I mean? Like, I remember in the Super Bowl, he was just ripping off. And I don't want to say, like, super long runs, but they were really efficient, chain-moving runs. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots were schemed really well for C.J. Anderson. And it's like, mm-hmm. dude, dude, like, you were saving him for this moment, and now you're not using him. Yeah, You know what I mean? That's like, you know, <laughs> it's like driving your car so it's the next guy, or as we say in the shop. <laughs> Not banging your girlfriend for the next guy. But anyway, uh, Porkman, the last one here. Dawson Knox sustained a broken finger on his hand last night prior to the two-point conversion. His timetable for you know missing any time is uncertain. They think it would be like two weeks-ish. Buffalo does have a bye week seven. Pork, I know you're not worried about Dawson Knox, are you? I'm not. Yeah, uh, He had actually a touchdown last night. We got called back by some bum freaking uh, – Emmanuel Sanders hole, which freaking hurt my heart because I needed that for my FanDuel sports book. Mm-hmm. But it just this one hurts a little bit because it seems like it's just stopping his uh his momentum. I'm just going to get one more one more weekend, hopefully, after the bye. But you know, it, it is what it is. Um just Dawson Knox to me is like one of you know, one of my glory guys from two years ago. Got laughed at. I wanted to talk about him. I was like, why do you want to talk about this clown? But now I see it's like he's actually doing really well. Um, so I, I don't think it's going to hinder him too much. I don't think, I think, it, like you said, I think it might be like a two or three, four week 
uh, you know, small type of thing where it can heal back and he can get back on there. But uh, freaking, it seems like it. Sweeney. Yeah, but it seems like Sweeney, <laughs> he just fits right in. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, right. seriously, just a no-name guy just going in for the touchdown last night. I was Nobody's like, who the ever heard is of Sweeney? Oh. No, but the thing is, somebody, what's his name? Troy King had Sweeney in his god darn uh, DraftKings thing, score a freaking <laughs> touchdown. I'm like, who the hell? How'd you know that? I told you, it's like the Seattle running backs when you just need a guy to fill in and you just take a dart just throw. one guy. He's yeah. Like, yeah, Sweeney, he's going to catch the ball. Got a dynasty <laughs> question. This is from David Ibrahim. If you are 0-6, should you start selling your top players to a win-now team doing well for future picks? All right, Dave. So this is, first thing, <laughs> don't just sell your top players. Sell your aging top players. If you're going to tear mm-hmm. it down, you want to keep your younger guys. Like, you're not moving Joe Burrow. You're not moving Justin Herbert. You know, you don't, you know, Ezekiel Elliott's a guy that's, like, kind of right on that cusp where I'd mm-hmm. still kind of like to keep him, but if you get a really good offer for him, you might want to move him. Now is the time, if you want a productive struggle, you want to look at, like, backups. You want to buy guys that might might be free agents. Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard. You want to buy sophomore wide receivers that people have forgotten out. Cortland Sutton still seems to be forgotten about. Um, look at guys like Terrace Marshall, Elijah Moore, guys of rookies that haven't produced. Don't just sell your players for picks. Get picks and players. And players, get, yep. Get youth in return. You know, if if these guys want to go for it, make sure their cupboard's bare for next year because that's another strategy too. If you hurt the teams next year now, you're going to be looking better. So let's move on. Trade talks, trade targets, players to target. So uh, these are from... This is John from YouTube, I believe. It just says John from YouTube at the bottom of this segment here. Hi, John. Um, let's see what we can do for you. So he is in a super flex half-point PPR dynasty league. He's in win-now mode, and he has J.K. Dobbins on his IR, but I'd like to trade him for someone that can help him win now. Who would be a good target for him? Now, this is obviously going to be a little hard for us. We don't know what the rest of his roster looks like, but let's just look at, okay, um, who do you think a good, let's say running back. Who would a good running back target be? Well, when when here he actually does have his roster on here. Oh, um, yeah, he that, said he thinks he needs a, a QB two and a receiver because I think he's pretty good at at the running back position. But he let definitely read, needs a QB two. Let me read through the rest of this. Then I'm sorry, Bob, you didn't set this up very well. You need to do the tab over and have the bullet points be over because when you <laughs> well, have if you just just read that. the show sheet, if I can see it, you can see it, you blind bastard. Okay, thanks, Bob. I see that. Very good. <laughs> Quarter, quarterbacks, Darnold, Murray. His running backs are JT, Antonio Gibson, Austin Eckler. Wide receivers are A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, T. Higgins, Jared Judy. Tight ends are Fant and Tyler Higby. His bench, Heineke, Devontae Booker, A.J. Dillon, Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz Rondale Moore. Elias. I'm going to say I, I like his, his roster. Um, I would also agree i'd probably be starting heineke over sam darnold right now to be honest um there's a there's actually a lot of moves that you can make here that might be i don't want to say league winners but might help you out a lot without moving jk dobbins i would be looking for guys um jd mckissick is one because he could be had a little bit cheaper um latavius murray has been getting a lot of run Fire him up if you can. Um, but if you're looking at wide receiver, 
Let's see. I mean, you have he really, does not need wide receiver at all. Listen, you, have a, don't. you have a really good wide receiver core. I would say a second tight end because Higby is just he has, really he he's got also Schultz. Has Dal- Dalton Schultz. Oh, so that's he's right. cool there too. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, I you definitely got to upgrade the QB position 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I think other than that, like, I'm, I'm fine with Fant, fine with Higby, I'm fine with Schultz. I love JT Antonio Gibson. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Eckler, I like those guys. They're all top 10 guys, it seems like. I mean, Antonio Gibson's not there right now, but JT and Eckler, they're getting the run that they need to get those touchdowns. Uh, Eckler's been awesome in the pass-catching game as well. I think QB play is just where you're really hurting at this point. Wide receiver, you have so many young guys that have balled out so far this season. Elijah Moore is somebody that you can also target too. Uh, mm-hmm. like Mike was talking about. So I'm not sure if he said him, but that's a guy that you could go out and get. So it, it really depends on your league, though, because I don't know how many people are going to want J.K. Dobbins after going down with the ACL injury and not being able to have him for this season, especially with mm-hmm. how many injuries have already happened this year. So um, you might get lucky and find a team that's just packing it in for next season, uh, but that could be hard. It just depends on your league mates, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, like I said, you can make just some depth pieces. Guys that when you trade for them, people go, oh, what are you doing? But they've been consistent producers. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I think he needs an upgraded quarterback and he needs just a little bit more depth to get through bye weeks and in case injuries. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I really I like this team a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's solid. Uh, honestly, I don't think he should make too much of a a difference. I mean, I would just at this point probably like work the waiver wire and try to make it make it through with quarterbacks because when you're in a super flex league, a lot of people aren't willing to give up their quarterbacks for uh, a player like like J.K. Dobbins who can't play this year, who might be winning through, so might be uh, trying to win as well. So you got to see um, see see what you got with that. But I think you're I think that team is okay the way it is just work the waivers and and uh and go through with it i like it yeah there's not anybody that i think i'd really be super targeting either like maybe I mean, you can also you can always trade aj dylan he's a bum's sauce. i mean maybe <laughs> no, like no, but he's he's fine <laughs> i i guess if you're concerned about aj brown he could be a guy that you might consider moving you know what i mean if people mm. are concerned like a guy that I might try to target, not saying just moving AJ Brown, Michael Pittman getting a ton of targets. Yeah, he's and he's a guy I like as well. So never hurts to have those young wideouts on your team. Yeah, that's true. Also- AJ AJ Brown's still young and he, he seemed like he was back to back to his regular self last night. You know what? I do want to say just one thing. I know he has Dalton Schultz. Chev, you point that pointed that out. But like, if you could move Schultz or Higby and get a better number two tight end behind Fan, because Fan's been getting a ton of targets, like solidify mm-hmm. that position. Yeah, I would maybe try to do that. I would have said Bob a couple weeks ago, Robert Tunyon, but he hasn't been doing anything for me lately. Nothing. Not a thing. Sorry, I, I think the only thing he's worried about with the receivers is, is Terry McLaurin has been a little bit inconsistent. So is T. Higgins because Jamar Chase has been just taken off. So I think that's what he means by uh, his biggest needs is that receiver. But I wouldn't give up on them totally. No. Uh, Terry McLaurin, a, he's, a, he's a beast. We all know that. 
and T can produce, but I think he's I think he's coming off an injury as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, Jerry Judy's coming off an injury too. So yeah, he's fine. Yeah. You know, wasn't he last year's Dawson Knox, Bob? <laughs> uh, Bob's saying <laughs> is this is next year's Dawson Knox. You know who might be a good guy that I think could acquire try getting Cooper Cup for something. I mean, like he's you, a little I, he's he's a little bit older, but he's balling out right now. If you're if you want to upgrade wide receiver, he's still young enough that you could start him for a couple of years. He's gonna have to give up some first. <laughs> He's gonna probably have to give up one of those top receivers, a first and JK for Cup if he, or if he keeps playing like that. Thielen's playing well too, and people he's are also. But he's Thielen's also been inconsistent too. He's still playing. So he had a good. He got a good week this year, but I mean but, this week, but last week he didn't. He didn't do really that well. This whole everybody's the season's been inconsistent, <laughs> except for JD. I know, McKissick. but I'm talking except for JD McKissick now. Low JD McKissick. Yeah, you do. Laughing you just like you like like. C minus players who put up right. average fantasy points. All but you make it work. It's the productive <laughs> struggle. You know? That's what you want to call making it work. <laughs> um, so let's move Too on to the next bro. segment. This is buy or sell. Bob will fill if applicable. Got to get a sound job for that. So are we buying or selling Emmanuel Sanders? Big sell for me. Fat sell. Yeah. Phil. Mm-hmm. I tried to sell him. <laughs> I tried to sell him yesterday. And this freaking bum sauce people in my league vetoed the trade. Oh, oh pissed me off. I was mad all day today. I'm like, I got it. I was like, was I was it? like, you know what? I'm just not coming back. What? Well, what was? I'm not coming back next year. Uh shoot. It was Chubb Sanders. I was trying to get Chubb and Sanders, and I was getting rid of Julio Tannehill. It was like a four for two. It was Julio Tannehill, Michael Carter. And Emmanuel Sanders. So you're trying to get Nick Chubb and Miles Sanders. Yeah, Nick Chubb and what's the other one? Nick Miles. Chubb and somebody else. I can't think of it. It was okay. Chubb and somebody else. I can't think of it. But they vetoed the deal. I'm like, yo, I'm just not coming back. You're all freaking bums. Was that I said some other choice words, but I'm not going to say that tonight. Well, I was not in that league because I didn't see that, so. What was that? It was Chubb and Mike Williams. Oh, okay. Shoo. And the dude accepted it. He was like, he's cool with it. Next thing you know, all these other bum sauce characters come out of nowhere and veto the deal. Bob is saying vetoes are soft. Yeah. I mean, unless yeah, they are like, soft. Unless unless it's rampant collusion. I, I completely agree, Bob. All right. So yeah, and gonna... it wasn't collusion. His name is Kevin. The commissioner is Kevin. I don't like him anymore. Wow. Just, you know. Wow. Wow. Throw him out there. You are on Pork's shit list. Watch your kneecap. Yes. Him and Antonio. <laughs> are we buying or selling OJ Howard? I think I'm going to buy cheaply if I can, just anticipating mm-hmm. he gets moved or he's somewhere else next year and he's a starting tight end. That's my thoughts as well. Yeah. He got the talent. I don't know where. I, and somewhere. Now, Mike, can I, I'm a, can I add two more to this? Because it kind of goes with the whole trading thing. Not on um, just you. looking forward. I know it's not. I forgot because you told me not to add anything after 845, sir. Because that's when I printed out. <laughs> um, two guys, Marlon Mack and Ronald Jones, right? We all hear about this thing where Marlon Mack might get traded. We don't know. Rojo almost got Leonard Fournette cut last year, and then this year he can't get any carries. I feel as though he's very talented. Would you buy him or sell him this year? 
for fantasy? Maybe for this year, maybe for next year? Um, you know what? It depends on, you know, a lot of this too, when we say buyer, buyers, all these guys, we should also consider your team makeup. Right. You know, it, it's one of those things where you don't really want to get a guy if he's not really going to make your team that much better. You might have, you might have a team where like you have, there's a possibility you have a team with both CMC and Saquon Barkley on, on the IR. In that case, Ronald Jones makes your team a heck of a lot better. So if he's going to help you or you're in like a rebuilding type deal, I would gladly take Ronald Jones. <laughs> Um, as far as Marlon Mack, probably not, to be honest with you. I know he was tied to Kansas City. Everyone's like, Marlon Mack to KC, Marlon Mack to KC. And I was like, hold on, Daryl Williams. Williams. People were like, you're Marlon. stupid. And I was like, well, now look what happened. So Marlon <laughs> Mack, for me, is the <laughs> one that I'm a little – I don't know because I think they're giving him more run to showcase him, to showcase. trade him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to trade him to. He could just go somewhere that completely muddies everything up. It makes it worse for right. everybody. No, I have a I have a list of five teams here who could possibly get them this year. What are you I got looking Seattle. at? Seattle. My whiteboard. I got oh. a whiteboard up here. I can't prepare, sir. Why does wow. the board have to be white? <laughs> Why does that be white? Oh, you want me to get a blackboard? Put it on the back? Can't see nothing, Mike? Jeez, bro. I know it's not February yet. I can have a whiteboard up here. Wow. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I have a uh, Seattle, Washington, Cleveland, 49ers, or Miami. They seem like the the teams that seem like they need a, a, a running back. I don't know about Miami. I don't know what's going on with Gaskin. You know that's, that's confusing good, I, to me. If he went to Miami, I'd be. I think I'd be pretty excited about that. I don't know about uh, San Francisco because Jeff Wilson should be coming back at some point, and they seem to like Elijah Jeff Mitchell, Wilson. and they seem to hate Trey Sermon for whatever freaking reason. Right. Seattle's one play, one play against the Cardinals. That's all I saw him. One, Dude, yep. it was that was it. Very, it was it. Nothing else. I was like, wow. And I'm gonna say, if I'm a starting, solid game, I think he had 80 yards in one game. If I'm starting an NFL franchise, right? I need and I want a guy who's powerful. I want Trey Sermon over Elijah Mitchell, and I like Elijah Mitchell. I mean, when we mm-hmm. scouted him, I thought like he's a pretty, he's a basic running back. He does everything. Yeah, he was decent. Yeah, he's good. Like, you look at him, he's a good running back. Trey Sermon, I thought, had a little bit more ceiling. Some parts had a little bit of a, a lower floor. But mm-hmm. overall, his ceiling outweighs Elijah Mitchell. But I guess it doesn't matter. It matters what Kyle Shanahan thinks. So yeah. it, it, depending on where Marlon Mack goes for me, like, but you have to get him. You have to get him now to get him cheap is the problem. Yeah. Right. So, Bob well, he's on most point. waivers. Yeah, he, he makes a good point with Miami. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, maybe, like, even for next year, like, if they don't draft a running back and they want to get somebody, they can trade for him now, get some get something cheap, because you're only giving up maybe, like, a six. Late. It don't matter. Even in your even in your fantasy leagues, like, you can get Marlon Mack for literally a third or fourth, a probably. Fourth. Literally. Exactly. Like, you could get him for three pays on a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Throw in a couple fab bucks and you might get him, but... But if, that, the if, mic, if he t- that's the mic thing, the mic <laughs> if, that's the mic tactic. If he turned into something though, I, I mean, no, no, third and but fourth that- round picks in leagues like who are we going for there right now? Twenty two class doesn't look too great. Who knows? What about the, I, I would uh, give a fourth easily. The Jets. No. You think about it, Michael Carter. He's looked okay, but not great. Michael Pirine hasn't played. Ty Johnson doesn't look good. Tevin Coleman doesn't look good. Why They're couldn't you say when Michael P. Ryan didn't look good, not great? 
You mean Michael Carter? I'm talking about Michael P. Ryan. <laughs> he hasn't played. He hasn't looked like anything. Yeah, because he stinks in practice. That's why he's not on the field, probably. Don't you dare. Yeah, I said it. Don't you dare. All right. No, I'm we're moving on to the next segment. We have like 10 minutes left, so we're going to make this quick. <laughs> Dynasty <laughs> Dilemma. We have to bring our best advice for this. Bob says so. When is it time to rebuild? And how do I start my rebuild? You'll know when it's time to rebuild. Did we do this? You'll right? know. <laughs> we did. I well, think nobody raised it in the show sheet. All right, good. Then we can move on. Sorry, oh, Porkman. I, I want to hear your your thoughts on the rebuild, though. Yeah. You okay. So, I, so there you go. Yeah, I wasn't here. So obviously, <laughs> you'll know when it's time to rebuild. Um, you got a lot of injuries going on. Um, if, especially if it was a startup, you got to draft a whole bunch of rookies you didn't know they were, but you're zero and six. But I think the biggest thing: look at your points scored on the draft. If you're really struggling with your scoring points because your team isn't playing that well and you seem, you know, you look at your your bench, you got like a Dwayne Eskridge, uh, Daz Newsom. This, yes, this is my bench. Um, Tylen Wallace. Like people that you know that's not doing anything this year and you have some some good talent on your team. I just put today, I have one league. I said trade all players available just to see what I can get. One deal, I got Calvin Ridley. Well, I had to get rid of uh, some other people, but I like Calvin Ridley, and I got two firsts on top of that. You never know what people are going to want to do to get players. So when it comes down to that, it's like you, you never know. Um, you always can, and then you have to pay attention to us as well. When you get these picks, you have to know which draft class to get these picks for. So say, for instance, this year, this draft class – Really didn't do too well. I had a couple gems, but not too much. But we know when 2023 comes around, the bomb running back class that's coming. So is it fire? Get those 2023. Yes. Get okay. those 2023 first and seconds. Get and then you can get some picks for next year. But then you can also <laughs> you can also move those picks for the following years too. So You'll know when it's time to uh, time to rebuild. Um, yeah, just just pay attention because you want to be the first one to do it to get those assets. Because assets are assets are good because you can use those assets for players later on. So if you can trade the first for the quarterback or running back that you like. If somebody, if you think that draft class isn't doing that well during the draft, mm. All right? So appa- apparently, we skipped this segment twice, according to Bob. I'm almost positive we talked about it last week. I think really? we talked about it three times, but I feel, I feel like about this a lot because I yeah. feel like Nate talked about it like two weeks ago. Yeah. But you know, I think Bob just doesn't listen to the pod. He's just wow, wow. <laughs> you know, the thing is, Pork's right. You know when it's time to rebuild your team. You know you got to look look at your record. Obviously, look you have to be your- real with yourself. Yeah, you do. Look at your roster. Look at your. You have to take a look and as a census of the rest of the league too. Like if you're zero and six, and there is a couple six and zero teams out there, you might have a hard time catching up. Probably not mm-hmm. your year. You have to be realistic. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. You need to look at your league too. Or actually, you need to look at your team. I'm sorry, and see like how far out are you actually? Because if you're only a year out, maybe it's not worth going all in for 2023. Maybe 2021, mm-hmm. you can trade those picks away and possibly do some damage or whatnot. But you have to kind of know 
what how far are you going out you can't go four years out and say i'll be better in four years i don't think that's how it <laughs> right. works you need that's to be better much. in at least two years like two to three years i think is what you really should be aiming for especially with this 2023 class coming up if you can get a lot of picks in there that could help you restart your whole squad so we'll see Right, so Bob, Bob is saying, Good fire it up over here. Been on the show sheet for three weeks. We Flannels skipped it for time once, another time, so Nate can get his day. And here we are skipping it again. We touched on it, Bob. <laughs> we'll do it next week. So yeah, it's, talk about it. like, it's one of those things. Not everything is a definite, too, with the rebuild. Like every rebuild is going to be different. You, you build a house differently every time, you rebuild a roster differently every time. I think it's a case-by-case basis, and I know that's not exactly what you want to hear, everybody, but the thing is it's not always going to be the same every single time. It's just not. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to understand, too, like I was on uh, Dynasty Debates with our boy Evan the other night. You know, values are going to be vastly different between leagues as well. He's He lives in Ireland. So if I buy this drink here for $2 in America, it's not going to be $2 in Ireland. The same thing with with fantasy leagues. One super flex league and another one could value things completely different. That trade that you tried to make yesterday, Pork, in 10 other leagues, people could have been like, nice trade. Well done on both sides. But in this one league, it just didn't work. Not at all. It's sad. But you know what's not sad? Also, now, now Sean's chiming in. Can confirm with Bob, right? We no. love you guys. I'll tell you what. How I love about, you, Sean. Why don't we do this? So now next week, okay, and I understand that, we're going to do a rebuilding special on the Dynasty Rewind next week just for Bob and Sean. One that of Mike's way, teams. Yes. Oh, yeah, I, got, <laughs> I got a couple. How does that a sound? Couple? Bob and um, Sean, put that in there. If we should do a rebuilding special on the Dynasty Rewind, how does that sound? What do you guys think about that? And the two people I that like that. Because yeah. it's, it's about that time where we should be thinking about rebuilding if you need to. Right. Be always, like Nate said, always be the first person to rebuild. You don't want to be second or last because all them assets are going to be gone. You do not want to be second or last. You never want that. But you do want Nate's Debbie Player of the Week. Hey! He's he had something going on. So Nate is here with us. You joining us a little bit late. About you. Why are you not even freaking here? It's always <laughs> good to see you. How you doing tonight, Nate? I am doing great. I had some family things to take care of, but uh, all good. So I was like, oh, this got done quite, kind of early. I can hop on and do my Debbie Player of the Week because, you know, I was sad that I was going to have to miss this podcast because I missed last week. So I'm glad I'm here. Welcome back, Nate. How are you today? I'm yeah, I'm doing good. Doing yeah. great. Wearing glasses. Yeah, oh, yeah I got my new glasses on. You know, Ooh. Pork was talking about, you know, how good my advice is. So it was nice. <laughs> nice listening to that. Hey, it is what it is. Nate, I, I real recognize real, bro. I'll take your advice before Mike's anyway. So. <laughs> well, that's fair. I texted Mike 20 minutes ago that I was ready to hop on the show and he didn't check his phone. So, okay. In all fairness, oh. I had the link and my phone was over there, right? <laughs> Nate, your Debbie Player of the Week, please. My Debbie Player of the Week this week. So, comes from a college, chock full of wide receiver talent in the NFL. Uh, we we got guys, we can just, it's a long list of Alabama wide receivers that are playing in the NFL right now and doing well. And the newest guy for that list could be John Mechie, the third? The third, I believe. Yeah. I think it's the third. The third. John Mechie, the third. So, Mechie played... 
good role in the Alabama offense last year with Mac Jones and Jalen Waddell, you know, played a couple games, but you know, he was playing across from Devonta Smith most of the time. And he was efficient. He was a deep threat. Uh, in 2020, he averaged 16.7 yards per catch, uh, 55 receptions for 916 yards and six touchdowns. Pretty good sophomore campaign. He was kind of expected to be the number one guy for this new Alabama offense. You know, they got Bryce Young back there. He's looking pretty good. But, you know, big shoes to fill. You know, Devonta Smith stepping away and Jalen Waddell, along with all the talent they've lost over the past couple of years. So big shoes to fill. Expectations were high. So far this year, he has not really, you know, hit that level that we were all looking for. Uh, so far through seven games, he's got 480 yards on 41 receptions for only 11.7 yards per catch now, which is a big difference from 16 uh, over a full season. And up until this past week, when he was against Mississippi State and had seven catches for 117 yards, he hadn't even eclipsed more than 90 yards in a game, despite seeing seven receptions in two of the games and six in another two. So the inefficiency, you know, is really surprising. A guy that a lot of people were looking to, you know, be one of the guys that we'd be talking about as a wide receiver one in this draft class just hasn't stepped it up. But hey, we saw 100 over 100 yards this week. Uh, plus a touchdown. So maybe he's starting to get the, you know, gears churning, you know, develop that chemistry with Bryce Young, who's, you know, the newest stud quarterback in, in the college football landscape. So, but a little bit about John Mechie, because he's probably going to declare for this draft. Um, and I think he's going to build or some steam. He's going to tear something this week. The curse of the, sorry. It happens, man. Hey, hey, it happened like two or three times, but then I say Trey Henderson, he did great. So yeah, I'm, I'm taking that as a sign the curse is broken. Made for oh, baseball. No, then Sean Clifford died. So I better talk about somebody else too. No, talk about Sean Clifford. That's fine. Keep <laughs> <laughs> going. <laughs> Nick Gary next. Nick. <laughs> oh man, That's but. Terrible. I think I, th- I think we're all going to kind of be happy with John Mechie as an NFL prospect, maybe not blown away like some of the other guys we're hoping to look at. But I think John Mechie is a, a decent prospect. He's a good route runner. You know, we see a lot of those Alabama wide receivers. They're good route runners. They know how to develop those kind of guys. He can play inside. He can play out. Six foot, 195 pounds. He, he looks a little slight. Um, I think that's one of the big knocks on him is that he's not physical. Um, his ability to win at contested catches is basically zero. Um, we just really haven't seen it happen, but you know, he has a, a little bit of speed. Uh, I know some people look at him and they're like, Oh, he's a, he's a burner. He can get down the field. To me, he looks more like four or five speed. Now he's good enough to get down the field, but he's, he's not a Henry Ruggs or Jalen Waddle out there, you know, getting behind the defense consistently. Um, but he can be moved around the field. He's, he's the number one guy there. He doesn't have the, the guys around him that used to. So, you know, it's, it's hard when you're playing the SEC and you're really the, the big target there. Um, Jamison Williams across from him is doing pretty well. So I know that's Maddie's guy, but just looking into this year, cause he's a junior. So I think he'll declare, I mean, Hey, you got to make your money when you make your money, even with the name and likeness, you still got to get to the NFL and get the, get that money. So I think John Metcher right now is a day two wide receiver. Uh, but I really need to see him step it up for the second half of the college football season if he's going to you know, solidify himself into maybe that top five, top five or so wide receivers in this draft class. Um, to give you a pro comp, because I'm trying to do some more pro- player comparisons, John Mechie, I think he has like a Robert Woods ceiling. Uh, you know, 
another guy that runs a four five. They're both six foot. They're good route runners. They have enough speed to you know have some ability after the catch, get down the field. I think he he's, he is in that Robert Woods mold as a wide receiver, and we shouldn't really hope for too much more than that. All right, I like it, Nate. Thank you for hopping in. Twenty minutes after you said you were going to, sorry, man, my my phone was over there. I didn't... Well, I wanted to be a surprise, so I like it. I dig it. All right, um, so that's going to be that's going to be it for tonight. Before we head out, I just want to remind remind you. Uh, head on over to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code Rewind. You get ten dollars when you deposit ten. Again, promo code Rewind, all caps. Make sure you check out Dynasty Owner, our longest tenured sponsor. And I do believe uh, were you guys the highest scoring team last week? Is that what I heard? Yes, we were. We got the highest scoring team this week again, so we get extra two million dollar Dynasty dollars towards the. I know. Agency. I get the we're emails just... for that. And, and we have, <laughs> and we have the number one seed at this point right now. There you so go. Look at that. Again. $2 million and seeds. It, you just can't beat that over on dynastyowner.com. Um, I know that they do have orphans that you can take over. So no new leagues starting right now, no new teams starting right now. But I do believe you can go on there and sign up. You know, be signed up and be ready to go for next season. You know, people always lose interest. So you could always hop onto something that's already been started. Um, but uh, until then, for Chev, Nate, who came in late, good to see you like always. And Pork, I am Michael Bauer. And until next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Please make sure you check out our YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook page. And for everybody that's signing up for the Patreon, we thank you so much. If you think this is good, the Patreon's even better. You will even get me to participate in a group chat. So Barely. until next time, everyone, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you again. Shut up. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind. Please rewind.